I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999. I'm your host, Phil Liscove. And uh, today we have a uh, past and future guest, Jan Katask, back on the podcast. Um, he's done our our art. He's done our theme song. Um, he was on for our Britpop episode, our soundtrack episode. And uh, as many of you know, one of my best friends back in Toronto. Uh, and, and I actually think that Jan is... Also, kind of my ambassador of Felicity, if I'm being honest what? as well. Get because, out of here. I feel like the introduction was going so well up until here. <laughs> but, but go I mean, on. I want to see where this is going. No, I just, I, I don't remember why we decided to watch this show together. I, I Okay, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, so I, sure. And I know you're going to probably get more into this, but yeah. so my, my memory of the show is, you know, high school, yeah. uh, in your mom's house basement watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know if so what came out first? Dawson's Creek was out before Felicity, right? Dawson's Creek was out before Felicity. So Dawson, we yeah. started watching that that was more of like as a joke. We're like, let's watch Dawson's Creek. And then we were kind of secretly into it and continued watching it. <laughs> so Felicity, was that like supposed to be like the like continuation of our Dawson's Creek sort of fascination or a little bit, but I would also say too that Dawson's Creek was a little bit more of a group thing. I vaguely remember Sarah Wilson and Eshe also watching Dawson's Creek with us. So you're saying However, it's worse that only yeah. you and I are watching Felicity? Yeah. Felicity was just you and I. Which I didn't. I re, I always remember there was the J.J. Uh, Abrams component, but also the Matt uh-huh. Reeves component. I mean, it's like oh, yeah. in retrospect, it shouldn't be that embarrassing that we were watching Felicity. We were sort of way ahead of ourselves. 
in in retrospect, sure. At the time. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, we could never have known that J.J. Abrams and Matt Reese would become you know, titans of industry. Yeah, there was, but, th- there was no discernible reason we started watching the pilot when it started, like from the beginning. I think, I mean, here, so here, this is kind of a bigger question, and, and, and I, I'm curious as to your thoughts on it, because it does feel like the WB in, you know, the mid to late 90s is, I mean, late 90s, we're talking like 98 is kind of when that's when Dawson starts up and we've got Buffy starting up. A Wait, so Dawson's that. and Felicity both started in 98? Uh, no, Dawson's is airing its second season in 99. So, so I is Felicity though, isn't it? Oh, Felicity's well starting in 98, right? Yeah. I don't know if they started the same season. I, I, I vaguely feel like Dawson's and I'm going to look this up just to make a hundred percent sure um, that it started, uh, so it starts in its first episode. This is why it was a mid season. It started in January of 98. So that kind of throws off the whole thing a little bit. Right. So it starts in, it starts in January of 98. It's aired its entire first season. So it's second season starts in the fall of 99. Whereas Felicity's first season starts in the fall of 99. All right. This is probably what your third episode and you should have figured this out by now. Anyway, let's go. Let's continue. That, no, no. Cause that, you, I was throwing those clear are facts. Those are facts. Those are facts. I just hope we're not losing people because they're here for episode three of your mini cast, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm less worried about that. I, I, our, 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 our <laughs> listeners know how this, how this show goes, but, um, but I'll say this. So th- the reason that I bring this up is because it feels like in '98 you've got Dawson's Creek, you've got Buffy, and then you have Felicity. You've Charmed. Like all of this stuff is really kind of cresting around that time. Were you and, Buffy at the time? I'm sorry. Did you watch Buffy back then? I didn't watch Buffy. I don't either. I guess if you did, I would have too, right? Yeah, I was never, and and I and this is, it is what it is. I've watched the first handful of seasons, uh, and I've I've watched specific episodes that I've been either told to watch by friends, or you know, we watched a specific episode when we were doing Sleepy Hollow. So like, it's not like I don't love the show. It's a very good show. I just I haven't seen every episode, and there's so many of them. It's just, I gotta it's, say shows that were in production in the late 90s they're kind of hard to get into again it depends on the show but i would agree most of them most of them well part of it i think is sort of my my initial point a moment ago which is there's too many fucking episodes that's like you're you're looking down the barrel of like 200 episodes or something you're like i don't have the fucking time for that how many felicities are there in like a season like 30 or 21 or something i think felicity's entire run is under 100 episodes under 100 episodes i think it's like in the 80s I think 70 or 80. But like, is that 20, 30 a year? So they did 22 for the first two seasons, I believe. And then their episodes, they started to to pull back a little bit. I think that going into season three, uh, after that whole hair debacle. um, That was season three? No, that was the top of season two. Oh, God. So going into season three, they weren't sure that the show was even honestly going to keep working. And then her hair grew back. And then people started watching the show again. So then like, I think the second season had an episode order of like 18 or something like that. And then the last season was close to a full order. But it was a little weird. That's also when time travel came into it, as you might remember. You know what? I so <laughs> vaguely remember this uh, show. I, I don't think I've – I certainly have never rewatched it. So I probably watched it in its initial run and that was it. Uh and it was a weird, I mean, a weird episode that we got into. Oh yeah. We got uh, a weird one. But secondly, my, my 
I barely remember the characters. I mean, I I, I remember there being the sort of basic structure of of a long, love triangle between uh, Ben, Noel, and Felicity, mm-hmm. and I remember sort of back then being more, I guess, Team Noel. But with this episode, I'm certainly not really a Team Noel guy. Uh, he was kind of a dick. But uh, anyway, well, really, it was really a- interesting. What you think Noel's a dick? Is that what you're saying? In this, in this episode, episode. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm playing as the first time yes. coming back to the yes, show. Yes, yes, I'm yes, like, yes, oh yes. man, Scott Speedman's yeah, way no. cooler, you know? Like, well, obviously he's cooler. It's not a good Noel episode. Not a good Noel episode. No. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to jump. No, no, that. no, you didn't. No, I, I mean, but I think first of all, you're not alone. You know, we've we've done um, we've done a handful of episodes or you know, a couple episodes at this point, and it's interesting to talk to people who are still fans. I'm still a fan of the show. I've rewatched the first season. Many times. Now, I don't generally get past that point. I've started season two a couple times, and then I still... <laughs> you mean with most shows or this one specifically? This one specifically. I so is the remember... first season kind of considered like the better season of this series or not necessarily? I would... I would um, this The first season of the show is one of my favorite first seasons or seasons of a television show, quite honestly. I think it ends perfectly on a great cliffhanger of like, who's she going to choose? Um this is the sh- and, and I would I, I would argue as well that thankfully we're covering the back half of the season, which is the stronger part of the season, where you're seeing a show really come into its own, really understand what it's doing or what it wants to say, and then and then she cuts her hair and it all kind of goes to shit. Before so, we before we get into the actual yeah. episode. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't do a lot of research in terms of figuring Sorry. out what happened previously in the season, so maybe you could yes. sort of bring me up to speed a little bit. However, I also want to mention yeah. that I, I I paid for this episode on iTunes, so I'll send you a receipt. But uh, I <laughs> I well, because I I, I could not find it on a streaming service, and I think in Canada, where I'm from, I think there's an ABC streaming service which is not available is. here. But I know you have it on DVD. Cool. Uh, Aaron, my wife, watched it with me, uh-huh. and she had never seen Felicity. Oh, interesting. Uh, and But we had watched All of Americans, so her like impression <laughs> of Carrie Russell is like very a very different, different character. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, But here we are, starting with episode 15, season mm-hmm. one, and she's never seen the show. So yeah. she's asking me, before we watch, she's like, what, what, you know, what's, what's the show about? And so I was kind of, again, without reading Wikipedia, I was just trying to, like, I was like, I remember there being a love triangle. I remember her being a pre-med student that basically, like, uh-huh. was supposed to go to Stanford, I think, uh-huh. lived in California, and decided to, like, chase her, this guy who wrote something nice in her yearbook. Was that basically the first episode? <laughs> yeah. Sadly, you really have, I mean, not sadly, but, like, this no, is that, I mean, that's, no, it's totally true. What I meant when I say But sadly, then I'm like, episode 15, why is... So why is Scott Speedman already with the Power Rangers girl? When how did they get together? They seem like a really bad fit. Well, yeah, Amy Jo Johnson. This show doesn't really do her justice. Really, uh, Julie's character is just a problem. It's a, it, it kind of is a problem for the entire duration that she's on it, which is two seasons. Uh, long story short, Felicity meets Ben uh, in high school. She has a crush on him. He writes this sort of absurdly emotional thing in her in her yearbook that sort of sends her spiraling, and she decides to follow him to New York. Um, he hooks up with Julie in the pilot. 
Okay. Because like he's not into Felicity really right. at all, and we and um, we had to establish that immediately that she's sort of chasing this like chasing guy the wrong guy. And, and season one is is Noel, right? Season so one. So how is quickly like, does Noel uh, get into the picture? I mean, I know he's the, the artist, pilot. right? They hook up right away. They don't hook up, but in the pilot, she says to him because he's she's considering going back to California, and he says you have to stay here. And she's like, "You're not saying that because you're interested in me, right?" And he goes, "Maybe." So like. Right out of the gate in the pilot, they're basically saying, like, this guy's into her, she might be into him, and the guy she's really into isn't into her at all. And Ben doesn't really come on board. I mean, they don't kiss, for lack of a better way of putting it, until the finale of season one. I totally so, forgot about Megan as well, which I Megan's the best. which is the best character. I think I like yeah. her more now than I probably oh, she's originally. The, she's did, the fucking yeah. best. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do everything in my power to try to get Amanda Foreman on this podcast, but yeah, she's, great. Um, she's amazing. But. Uh, yeah, so in terms of this episode and where we're at and why this is such a weird episode is that – Well, for a has, lot of reasons. Oh, so, so many reasons. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's spending a lot of I mean, of this was on. the gay episode for sure. Oh, my God. Two storylines about <laughs> gay marriage. Yeah, which – well, okay, let me before we get into that story. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you want to. Maybe you want to no, just no, 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 well, no. But I mean, if anyone's trying to follow along, maybe you should just quickly mention what happens in this episode. Yeah. So what's the, the Cole's note? The Cole's notes version of this is Felicity receives a marriage proposal from a green card seeking Javier. Noel gets a visit from his brother, who shocks him with news that he's gay, and Ben joins the swim team. So, as you can sort of tell thematically, these aren't really speaking to each other. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you have your two gay storylines that on a surface level are speaking to each other, but on like a, on a story level or on sort of a thematic level, that is, I'm just like, so it's a, it's like the title of this episode is love and marriage. And you're just like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's one of the least subtle episodes of Felicity in the sense that at the end of it, you you literally have Javier spoon feed the moral of the episode right. to Noel. Right, but like, it wasn't really like. Uh, well, it certainly wasn't subtle. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking so, about the, the the gift basket part. Yeah, right? the gift basket, and when Javier is just like basically being like, "I'm gay, and it's okay to like gay people," and Noel's like, "You know what, Javier, you're right." And you're like, "Wow, this is well." Before rough. we get into that, I, I do have a question. I don't know if this like has come up previously in the show, but specifically in this one, I was thinking like, you know, there's a lot of articles that come up sometimes with that question of like, should gay roles be reserved for gay actors? And Javier, Javier is not uh, the he's actor not. himself. He's, mar- he's married yeah. to uh, what's her or face? What was. But, okay. uh, Sorry. <laughs> but especially a character that's uh, a fictional character that's so flamboyantly gay and yeah. Spanish. So you're kind of like – you kind of have these two crutches of uh, <laughs> yeah. these weird stereotypes on two levels. I don't know. Yeah. I, like would that same character be written into a show today and could it even be played by a heterosexual? That's a really interesting question. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I don't, I don't know the answer. Um, and I will say this too. You know, Javier is uh, – I mean, I really love the character is the thing. I find him really – I mean, he's very funny. Uh, he's very sweet. Um, he, he's a great foil to a lot of the other characters on the show. I also was surprised to learn, like, this is his last episode in season one. 
Like Javier is written right. out of the show here. I was going to say, because he's going, yeah, he basically was trying to get his green card and then decided right. I'm going to move. So he's from Spain. Cause I know the actor is Puerto Rican. Why did they make him from Spain? That's such a weird, I mean, like, I, I, I don't have answers to any of those things, but yeah. I, I mean, I'll say this. I do think that, and, and this might be very inside baseball, but part of me thinks that either he wanted to be a series regular, the actor, Right. Or he had another pilot or he had another series or he had something else that was pulling him off the show because they bring him back. They make him a series regular in season, uh, in season two, three and four. So there's a part of me that thinks that there was something that was up perhaps not in a negative way um, that made Ian Gomez who plays Javier uh, leave the show because they basically write him off. And then for the tail end of season one, they bring in, um, Oh my God, what's her name? Alexandra. I can't remember her last name. They bring in a, a new manager um, to Dean and DeLuca for, for the remaining episodes. And she's funny, but she kind of gets, she gets written out pretty quickly and, and, and Javier comes back at the top of season two. So I don't know, but it's kind in, of weird. He was, I'm just looking at his IMDb. Yeah. He was in Norm at the same time. Was that a big role? And was that Norm McDonald's show? Was Danny? I don't, Sanchez? I don't know what that is, but yeah, so as it, it's interesting. Um, to get back to your uh, to your question, though, in terms of oh yeah, he was he was in like that, that Norm Macdonald show. He, he was like a bigger role in that show. There you go. So maybe that's what he did, and then and then when that went away, he decided to go back to Felicity. I don't know. Huh. Either way, um, Javier's character to your to your to your question though about stereotypes is completely valid and 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 very much a, a, a symptom of the times. Um, but I don't know if today you'd be able to have a character that was so sort of baldly, no pun intended, um, a stereotype. But I also feel like they really let Ian Gomez off the chain. There's so much, so many lines of dialogue that feel improvised from him. Like he's just constantly trying to make the actors break, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, the, the pretty woman thing was clearly improv. Like, you can tell when Carrie Russell or any of the actors are laughing, like, genuinely laughing at him right. as opposed to, you know. So there's a lot of that, um, which is which is a wonderful energy that he brings to the show. But uh, so, also for that same reason, cringy, knowing that uh, yes. he's playing this caricature, uh, you know, which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I, I don't know if you've read about. Uh, you know, the mm. controversy of this upcoming Disney movie, they're doing the like Jungle Cruise. Uh, oh, I know. haven't heard about this. No. So there's like an adaptation or not even adaptation. I know the movie, but I didn't know there yeah. was a controversy. And uh, well, the controversy being that there's some actor, uh, Jack Whitehall, who's playing this like Disney's first sort of main gay character in a movie. But again, it's like an actor who's not gay. And again, it's supposed to be this very sort of over-the-top flamboyant character. Yeah. And it's like, is that the right move? And it's like, well, maybe it was 20 years ago if you're watching Felicity, and that's, I don't know, maybe progressive at the time. I mean, I think the lesser progressive part of the, with these sort of two gay storylines happening is like, well, obviously, like, Noel's shitty reaction to his brother coming at to him, but how the entire episode is about Noel and how he feels <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, but also... Kind of makes Felicity look bad for never standing up for, uh, you know, n- never shutting Noel down or never being like, you know, just kind of silently accepting his, mm-hmm. uh, behavior or his reaction to his brother coming out to him, especially after the whole storyline of clearly 
Felicity mm-hmm. going out of her way to help her, you know. Yeah, it's it's friends. It's, it's a very strange episode. So so um, last week I recorded the episode with uh, Elena and her best friend, and uh, how the best friend was was cheating on her boyfriend was cheating on her with her best friend. I don't know if you're, it doesn't matter. Long story short, um, it was written by an African-American female writer. Um, and it was certainly an attempt to try to kind of be like, this is the Elena episode. And we're going to try to talk about, you know, I, I don't even really feel like they talked about race issues at all within the context of the episode, but it just felt very blatantly like this is the episode about Elena. And I guess what I'm saying is the show was trying to be progressive. It's 1999 and they were like, let's, we should write an episode about gay marriage and what that means and why love is love. And we shouldn't concern ourselves with, you know, who loves who, Um, which is, which is a, 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 you know, a good thing, a smart thing to do. Looking through the prism of 2020 back to this. Now you're just like, Oh boy, like this is just really clunky and really on the nose and, and saying things that you know, there's just no subtext really existing in a lot of ways within this episode. People are just saying things that we should be just feeling underneath the dialogue. And, you know, again, like it's not the end of the world. It, it was a WB show from 1999. Like we, we take everything with a grain of salt. And I think one of the reasons that I love this show is it's, it's a comfort, it's a comfort food to me. I watch this show and everyone is trying to be the best versions of themselves. Everyone is striving to be better. And I think that within the context of that, if you look at this show through that prism, I think that, you know, again, Noel, at the end of this episode, Noel obviously recognizes that he loves his brother. He doesn't want to lose him in his life and that he's never going to, you know, that, that he's, he's grown as a person. It should also be said too, that like, Noel's frustrations within this episode is not quote unquote anti-gay. He feels like he's been lied to by his brother. This feels like more about like, I don't know my brother less to do with. I don't like the fact that my brother is gay. Now, again, like we might be splitting hairs a little bit, but you, I think you understand where I'm coming from. No, of course. So there's, so it's again, they're, 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 they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They don't want Noel to be an asshole, but they also need Noel to create conflict. So it's like, I'm very curious in this era. uh, So can you put on a timeline of uh, that? Like Ellen episode? When, when was that in context of this? um, The puppy episode? That is a good question. Uh, I think that was like 97 or 98. Maybe it's probably like just before this, but I have a feeling that that, I mean, yeah, it was 1997. 97. Uh, this is 99. Yeah, this is 99. So, so I, mean, I mean, that but it, that, it that being her a career. Well, that's what I'm saying. It had uh, it it killed the show. It killed her career for a while. And yeah. I wonder, you know, if if sort of episodes and moments. I mean, obviously, the audience to Ellen. I don't know, an audience to Felicity are maybe different. Or maybe like is Felicity? Uh, who's watching Felicity? What's the demographic at the time? Well, the demographic for the WB is primarily teenagers for the most part. We're talking about like people in there. Who's know. watching Ellen back then? Is that just more of a, well, that's, that's more like, that's a sitcom on ABC, I believe. Right, so okay. we're talking about that's a little a bit more audience. of a, a little bit more of a broader kind of family audience. And again, like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, there have been many, many, many things about Ellen obviously coming out um, on television and how big a deal that was. But I don't think people talk about, you know, that was, uh, you know, ABC doing that is a big deal. Um, and I think that 
you know, the WB trying to sort of educate its audience a little bit on, you know, gay marriage and, 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 and that when everything is said and done, it's about who you love and who gives a shit about, you know, whether or not they're the same sex or not. Um, you know, I, I think that part of this as well is that Felicity is a very earnest show. It's one of the things that I like about it, but it's a well, very earnest show. But specifically, Felicity is so genuine, more so than any other character in the show. Like, she's so great. And it is so weird having watched Americans for such a like long time recently <laughs> to go back to the show. <laughs> but it still works. It's not like, you know... She, I mean, she's obviously so much like softer and, and, but genuine. And I, I, I can't say that for every character in the show. I, d- I didn't feel it as much, uh, for mm-hmm. everyone. I'll, I'll actually give credit to Scott Speedman in the show. Like, I, I, I feel like I always kind of like in my mind downplayed him because he's probably just the jock and ultimately maybe the guy I didn't like as much in high school personally. But in the show, I, 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 I like the character for sure. I, I find, I yeah. found that character in this episode much more interesting than Noel. I mean, it was a bad Noel episode. It's a bad Noel episode. Uh, yeah. I- it's again, are you going to walk us through the beats of the sh- of 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 the show or are we just going to of this specific of this specific yeah episode? yeah i mean yeah we'll, we'll walk we'll walk through it a little bit but because I mean, we do also, have some favorite moments i would love to i would love to hear them uh yeah i mean i think that i mean part of it truthfully i think is the the reason this show lasts as long as it did is is the love triangle and again it comes down to your cast and carrie russell obviously is unbelievable this show does not work without carrie russell um you know this character for all intents and purposes is a bit of a lunatic uh she gets on a plane she throws her life into upheaval she yells at ben in the pilot and says you made me fall in love with you through that yearbook quote like it's Correct. Oh, she, I, so I don't know. So that's like out in the she's, open. She's, yeah, she's like a crazy person. And is that her therapist that she's rec- yes. record? Is that at the end of every episode? Do you hear that tape recording? Both. Uh, it opens and closes every episode. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's Janine Garofalo, who's the voice of Sally. Oh, yeah. Do you um, ever see her in the uh, show? We never see her in the show. Although I, I would love to make a show about Sally's side of things. Right. Being well, like, that would be a good guest to have in on this. Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah, it'd be amazing. But we'll see. Uh, we're going to try to get as many people as we can. Everyone's stuck at home, so maybe we have a better chance. There you go. Uh, but I, I think that, um, you know, this show really harnesses the love triangle perfectly in the sense that it gives all these various sort of gradations to Ben and Noel so that you are th- basically you like them both. You know, the problem with a lot of love triangles, they're imbalanced, right? You, you, you've got a situation where it's like, well, obviously she's going to end up with, or he's going to end up with this person. And this show actually puts you in a place where you wonder which guy is better from week to week for the, for Felicity, which I think is a good thing. I guess that's the point of Ben's uh, girlfriend who is potentially, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe not the greatest character, but I mean, it's the thing that allows us to see his like sensitive side. Cause otherwise totally. he's got no one to rebound his like, you know, mm-hmm. failures of the track meet feelings about too totally i mean i think that the show you know it's 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 really funny because you know so season one happens uh and obviously we're going to do each episode but you know she picks ben at the end of season one and it's understandable why she does so because ultimately he's the show he's the impetus of the show and so she makes that choice she goes away with ben she comes back and then immediately breaks up with ben because she realizes he's just not that fucking great and uh cuts her hair and the show goes careening off the rails at that point because it has no ballast to hold on to. She's alienated Ben. She's alienated Noel. She's dating other guys. She's got this crazy haircut and everyone's just like, well, I don't fucking watch this. Like, this isn't the show I wanted to watch. 
Yeah, they do right. a Twilight Zone episode in the middle of all this. Like it's it's just it's it's bizarre. Um, and then you know they pivot back in season three. She moves in with Ben, and we actually get to see her try to have the relationship with the guy that she thinks she wants to spend the rest of her life with, and and the trials and tribulations that go with that. And I think, and while also being pulled towards Noel in a lot of ways. So the show understands that at its core is a really strong love triangle and, and it works quite well, I think. This episode, however, doesn't really lean into either of those things. Felicity is off on this weird storyline where essentially at the top of the episode, in classic broadcast television, the cold open ends with Javier being like, I'd like you to marry me, smash to credits. And you're just like, sure. Uh, it, it's silly and it's broad and you're just like, are we really supposed to believe that anyone would believe that these two people were getting married? Like INS would never entertain these two people. I mean, as someone who has dealt with immigration in this country for 15 years or so, I can tell you that you're not getting a green card if you're Felicity and Javier. Like it's crazy. The, uh, I mean, the football line was, was great, especially when, (laughs) so, Felicity kind of having the, uh, Felicity having her doubts about, uh, whether or not this lawyer is going to buy their, uh, their relationship. <laughs> and then, uh, he's explaining how he can talk about football and stuff to make himself look more masculine or whatever. And then she <laughs> sort of like scoffs at that idea. Like, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, and then halfway through their meeting with the lawyer, Felicity realizing how desperate the situation is, and then just randomly her bringing up football was the best moment. <laughs> what about the football thing? <laughs> what about the football? <laughs> not, I mean, not, yeah. It's also crazy that, I mean, admittedly it was a lawyer, so maybe, but, and I also understand, you know, standing sets and all of that, but this conversation is not happening in the middle of a fucking Dina DeLuca. Like right. it's, it's, it's not happening there, but it's, it is what it is. I mean, I, yeah. I appreciate when Felicity as a show does silly things or lighter things or things that feel different because part of that, honestly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I hate to keep comparing Felicity to other WB shows, but it, it needs to be said how different this show was within the context of these other shows. Like your Dawson's Creek would never have a storyline like this or a storyline, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Noel is looking for a vending machine for the, for the dorm. And he gets pulled into this weird, like Russian underbelly by one of the characters. And it's just like, there's just, the show is willing to take some swings and that's why the show was special. I think it does weird things. It'll do a black and white Twilight Zone episode, you know, just because 
JJ Abrams loved the Twilight Zone. Like it, it just found ways to kind of bend this show to do things that a lot of shows wouldn't do. Now, this isn't an episode that particularly shows that outside of the fact that the A story <laughs> is about Felicity perhaps marrying Javier for a green card. I mean, that's not an A story. That is like a runner at best, but they decide to put all their chips on that. And I mean, I guess more power to them, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you'd think they would have flipped it around a bit more. Uh, but it, again, it did seem very yeah. uneven and, and, and strange that these were simultaneous storylines that like were so like, you know, you could have, you could have done a bit better in, in connecting the two stories and it could have like actually worked a little bit better. And it wasn't awful. Well, the other thing too, is that if you're, if you did this episode today, the episode is him marrying Ben to get a green card and right. because gay marriage would obviously is legal at this point. Right. And, and like, that's, that's the more interesting and funny storyline to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's about like your alpha male Ben having to come to grips with. Yeah. That's know, a great his femininity. Story. Like all that stuff. That's a funny storyline. Yeah. Um, and that could be a B or a C storyline. Well, while Felicity does something, you know, substantive. <laughs> what were you saying? That this wasn't a great Ben episode. What did you say before about that? Well, I, no, I, I didn't think it was a bad Ben episode. It's just, and I like the swim team stuff. I actually would, would argue that as I was watching it this morning, I thought to myself, you know, this is not a sport you generally see on television, weirdly. Um, it, generally speaking, pools are indoors. So, you know, as I, I don't know if you know this, Jan, but like when you're shooting a television show, you always want to be inside as much as you can. Uh, it's cheaper. It's easier. Um, you can build a set or you can go to a location like the pool set that they had in this. But for whatever reason, swim teams are just not something that I've seen a lot on television. So it was cool to see that sport, you know, be, be shown on television. It was actually shot really well. I mean, there's really? that one tracking shot. Crazy. It's like Stanley yeah. Kubrick shot of following him, like doing a lap in the pool. It was, it was really a, like this crane shot, yeah, yeah. broken shot across the entire length of the pool. I was like, yeah. fuck. Like, yeah, the that, music works like, so well. And yeah. yeah. So, um, it's interesting. I, I will say you brought up the music. Clearly not the original music cue because I don't know who the fuck that band is. I didn't. I was trying to. I was. I was just curious, and I was trying to yeah. Google it. I, I couldn't even Shazam it. I, I don't know what. I, I don't mean. think you can. I mean, so, so yeah. Go ahead. No, because I got it on iTunes. So still, we wouldn't have the original music. No. So Felicity, because I did actually look up the songs from that episode, and none of, like what's written online are not the, the original songs music that were on the show. Yeah. yeah. So you have the DVD. Is it different in your case? So the so um, Felicity and Dawson's Creek and a lot of original WB shows um, paid a lot of music back in the day to get good music. It was important for your soundtracks. It was important for sales, all that kind of stuff to make your show seem hip and cool. Now, with all this stuff streaming, the studios don't want to pay the money again for the music rights to these things. So what's happening is you're seeing them slot in cheaper music or free music that they already own. So Felicity in particular, only the pilot has the original music on the DVD. Everything else has been changed. The pilot and the finale, sorry. So there's two episodes have the original music. Does that include the theme song? No, the theme song J.J. Abrams wrote. (laughs) Originally. Originally, he's wrote all of the theme songs to all of his television shows. Wait, so wasn't there a thing coming back to Dawson's Creek where that yeah. Paula Cole song was pulled originally, wasn't it? It's like it the big pulled, theme song. It's yeah, it's not on Hulu. 
Oh, really? So what what happens at the intro now? A really shitty song plays. That's so weird. It's and and I So you couldn't even do a cover of that song if you wanted to? So weird. It's so it, it it's it's a bummer because both sides, the music industry or the labels, the whatever, and the studios just refusing to find common ground for this stuff and just thinking, fuck it. If people like Dawson's Creek, they'll watch it. And I'll tell you, watching Dawson's Creek and not cutting to that Paula Cole song. I mean, that song's awful as fuck, but it's like, it's the beat that you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Not a good song, but a necessary part of the show. Um, my guess is that for Felicity, my guess is that JJ either waived the rights so they don't have to pay him for the song or whatever the case might be. But it's just, it's just interesting. And then they changed the theme song for Felicity in season three and four. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how music rights have really kind of tarnished the nostalgia factor in a lot of ways. Right. Right. I didn't realize that was the case. Like this show in particular, like when I was watching the swim trial portion of it, I was thinking to myself, like, this song's fine, but you know, it was better. (laughs) Like, you know, that they had a better song. And that, that is going to be an unfortunate, I think, part of this series as we continue to, to move forward, as we sort of realize, like, it's just the nature of the beast, but either way, um, so well, let's talk about the other storylines real quickly here. Um, There's other storylines? Well, just in the sense that, so, you know, the Noel storyline, just to kind of uh, just talk about it from from top to bottom, uh, Noel's brother shows up, tells him that he's gay. Noel has a conversation with Felicity about how this is impossible. My brother was like a, a, a ladies man back in the day, and this doesn't make any sense. And, um, and then the brother invites Felicity and Noel out to dinner with his new... Uh, Ben, I'm sorry, Noel doesn't know it, but fiance, or I guess the equivalent of it back in 99. Which is leading up to the greatest moment of the episode. Please. Well, go just explain the rest of the dinner, the awkward dinner. So it's, <laughs> so it's, it's a pretty awkward dinner. Uh, and, and Noel starts to kind of talk pretty shitty towards, uh, his brother's new fiance. Uh, so much so that the brother gets up and leaves. And then Noel's like, this is fucking crazy. I'm going to get up and leave. And then the best moment was Felicity awkwardly sitting there with the fiance across the table from each other. They have nothing to say to each other. Uh, and it like, it's, it's not even a beat. It's like a good, like four or five beats until Felicity yep. says, I'm going to marry a gay guy too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best line. It was the best it's line. A, it's, it's a great line. And it also should be said. Carrie Russell has good comedic timing. Totally. Like, I totally, people, I totally agree. It's, she, you know, Carrie Russell is obviously incredible and, and we will, we will talk about how great she is for this entire series. But, you know, you were talking about how, um, how Aaron, her only association to Carrie Russell is, is the Americans. Way less funny. Way less funny. But there is something about Carrie Russell there's just there's there's an ocean of shit going on underneath whatever role she's playing, and with Felicity, obviously it's it's a lot more genuine and, and open hearted and but funny as well. Like the fact that Carrie Russell can see how silly Felicity is as a person allows us to like her more. Yep. If 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 she took herself seriously a hundred percent of the time, she'd be insufferable. Mm-hmm. And and some people might argue that. She was insufferable, but uh, but I think do people think that. Well, do you remember the Mad TV sketch they did about it called Intensity? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> she was a little bit intense. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Felicity 
obviously could could stand to um to laugh at herself a little bit more from time to time. But all that being said, Carrie Russell really does nail that line and also has a bunch of like just funny reactions. You're yeah. talking about the scene in the, the the scene with the lawyer, like her her body right. language is funny. Yeah. Um so that stuff's really great. Anyway, uh so at the end of the episode, Javier shows up with a gift basket for for Felicity and basically tells Noel that gay people are fine to love. And uh did, did you explain though that uh this yes, is sir. uh it yeah, was uh Felicity is no longer required for this green card because he has decided he's gonna move to Spain to marry his guy or be with his guy. Well yeah. Oh well that well, and also the, the guy can move to Spain with the him. guy can move to Spain um because uh his company is going to let him work there or something like that. Um, so yeah. So Javier gives Felicity this, uh, this gift package to, to thank her for the fact that she was going to do this thing, even though she doesn't need to do it anymore. Um, and has a whole conversation with Noel about, you know, um, being perhaps not more open-minded, but just being a little bit more sort of accepting of his brother's, uh, homosexuality. And then, um, and then Noel, you know, just bumps into his brother and, uh, uh, that, that was a good says, moment. When Noel, yeah. It's like, why is he hanging at the drinking fountain for so long? A, the brother, but it was just bad yeah. writing. Uh, but it's then, uh, lazy. Noel had a genuine, genuine tear in the eye. That was a good, mm-hmm. uh, some good acting. He acted real hard yeah. in that scene. No, and, I, th- I, th- uh, I thought that, I think that in the end, the episode does, uh, does give Noel, obviously a nice moment with his brother at the end, which, which is, which is great. I, I thought that Sally's speech, which, uh, similarly, I mean, here's the thing about a lot of people don't like voiceover in television shows generally because they can be pretty um, lacking in subtlety. Let's just say uh, your voiceovers in, uh, for instance, Sex and the City or Grey's Anatomy or whatever, okay. where they just basically spoon feed you the moral of the episode. I thought that uh, Sally was a little bit uh, spoon feedy at the end of this one. But, uh, you know, it's it, the episode was was fine um you know i I, really threw me off through it mm -hmm. like and i don't know if it's i don't know if it was uh i know that jj did not direct the did he direct the pilot or anything uh jj directed wrote and directed the first thing he ever directed was the two-parter uh todd mulcahy episode you might remember when the guy gets hit by a bus do you remember that episode yeah yeah he did that anyway i i feel like you know a lot of people uh, the classic joke is you think J.J. Abrams, you think lens flare, and it's just like once you notice it, you can't stop noticing it. And this is pre-lens lens flare. Uh, he didn't direct it or whatever. But the one thing I, I did notice, and I, I wasn't sure if it was just this particular episode or if it's just the shooting style of the entire series, mm-hmm. uh, which is everything's shot kind of almost documentary style, like with like a zoom lens, like a, with like a really tight shot. But then you're always getting people walking in the foreground, just like cutting the shot back. And is that like, do you know what I'm talking about? Is that stylistically, is there a name for that in the film world? Or uh, it's I, sort I, of cut up the shot. I'm not, I, often, I guess they do it if they want to like splice two different scenes together. I don't think that's the case because it happens all the time. I think I counted like 20 times. Like it's just too much. Yeah. So you're trying to create a sense of energy of people in the room. I yes. understand that. But it's it's just well, so Felicity distracting. Has, has a has a very specific visual language actually that I do think a lot of shows actually have ripped off since. Uh, one of them is uh, pans out of black, so like right panning from behind a wall or panning from behind a thing. That's something they do all the time. They a lot of close up, like really tight close up stuff, which is you know 
that's television though. But, Shot with like a zoom lens though. It's like that really uh, yeah. like pushed focus sort of. Yeah. Stuff. And I think well, it also looked great. It looked the, good. Yeah. The, the, you're talking that, that motion, it gives you a little bit of a false sense of motion, but it also gives you just sort of energy, right? It makes it feel as though that it's not stagnant, but I agree with you. They do it a lot. Um, it's also but crazy I, how dirty that show like looks. Just like just the graininess of it. I mean, it's, oh yeah, the, well, it's shot it's, on film. That right? Yeah, <laughs> like everything's shot on digital now. So yeah, yeah. you know, everything's super sharp. Yeah. Whereas it, you know, I, I also think too, you know, in the the pilot, um, which Matt Reeves directed, uh, is really filmic. I mean, we talk about, you know, one of the things that I love about the show is the browns, the warmth of it. The whole thing feels like a cozy sweater. Like that's what they're going for. They want this whole thing to feel very sort of inviting um, and warm. Uh, The sort of autumnal color palette is just constantly, you're constantly hit with it on this show. Um, That's just sort of the choices that they make. Uh, But to your point, it can get a little repetitive. One thing I do recall from back in the day watching it is even then realizing how completely unrealistic the apartments were in that oh, show. Yeah. And, oh and uh, so wait, apartments absurd. Is that Ben's? So he's not in this episode, right? He's the guy that's in the star Wars yeah. movies. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's in everything JJ Abrams has ever made. Right. They're like best friends. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Greg Grunberg that, is the actor. Right. So the three of them live together. Is that why? Does Ben uh, live? It's just, the... it's just Ben and Sean, but Julie kind of lives there because oh, okay. Julie, because that, that... You know, whatever. And, and I remember even when we were like nineteen and we'd like see someone's awesome apartment, it'd always be referred to as the it's Felicity like apartment. Felicity apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's life is just. Obs- I mean, even the dorm rooms are gi- fucking gigantic. Like they're just yeah. crazy. All the perfect like vintage like found pieces and stuff, yep. which yep. you know. Oh. So good. Although I'll say this, speaking of uh, of set deck, uh, Noel having a mighty mighty Boston's poster on his wall right. felt uh, surprisingly and yeah. sadly on point. Um, yeah. I thought Megan applying a henna tattoo was yeah. also pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Noel, I want to ask you a question. Oh, yeah, I know this is gone. Uh, <laughs> I talk about the art show at the end. <laughs> is anything he's saying make any fucking sense? Yes, because it makes no sense. And that makes perfect sense for someone that's in their first year of university or even that. But no, I, I, that was actually perfectly done because I had, I, I had, you know, gone to art school as well. And we'd gone through the same sort of first year stuff together. I remember having those shows where, yeah. you know, your teacher or professor or someone would be there and you'd have to sort of like talk them through the photos that you took or what. I, I mean, I remember that like that. I think that was actually written perfectly because there was that moment right when Felicity is walking into the show at the very end uh, where Noel's just sort of talking to some stranger about like yeah, how he, yeah. how he produced his art or whatever. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no, you have no idea what he's, I mean, I think it's purposely written in a way where you've no idea what he's talking about because it's, he it's, probably has no idea what he's talking about. And that's the whole point. <laughs> Well, so to give a little bit of context, because as, as you guys know, Jan uh, is a graphic designer, um, but Jan and I both went to, uh, to Ryerson together in Toronto, which is a, a technical university, I it's guess, or something university, like that. It's a university, Well, we were in a program specific to, Jan was in a new media program, which was about graphic design, websites, that kind of shit. I don't something, know. Something like that. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and I was in, I was in the film program, but, um, so, I when at the end of this episode, Noel is at an exhibit where he is displaying <laughs> some some of his work was like selected to be part of this like sure. show. But what his work was is unclear to me. I think it was like posters or something to that effect. 
Well, that's what I find funny. It's not really explained, but I honestly think it was purposely no, done. Like I, 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 I think hope it so. was probably a jab. Cause I mean, I clearly remember those experiences of you being so uncertain of what you yourself are doing and just the bullshit of having to explain it to someone. It was hilarious. I think it's also funny too. And, and it's, it's a perfect kind of time, time capsule component too, which is, I remember you being in that new media program and, and even right now, like as much as it's a joke, we're still kind of unsure as to what that program really was. That's right. Because I think at the time, this is such a burgeoning thing. Like people don't really know the, the power of this, where this is going in a lot of ways, how lucrative this is going to be. Like people, I sensed that there was something here and they were, they were correct in that assessment, but it's just interesting that. Because I remember your exhibits and I remember you trying to explain them to me. And and I remember thinking like, I mean, that all sounds interesting. I don't know what any of it means, but like right. it all sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's just even just hearing like Noel talk about fonts right. and like all that shit. We were just like, it's so funny. It's just, it's, it's but just you can funny still that, see yeah. like the passion when he's talking yeah, about yeah, it. But yeah. He's sort of 100%. uncertain about what he's talking about. And I, totally. I do like the fact that his older brother is also a graphic designer and someone yeah. that's influenced him. So I do yeah. like the writing there, but, uh, and again, the, the parallel between Noel, the graphic designer, art yep. nerd versus uh, Ben, the jock who, uh, who, who again, I, I liked the, the, the vulnerability in Ben for the episode. I, liked uh you know that that sort of macho reveal in the the bar where the guy uh-huh, basically uh-huh. calls him out for not making the track team and that's yeah. what, the only reason that pushes him forward to like want to join the mm-hmm, swim mm-hmm. team and he yeah. you know beats it's the guy stuff. again yeah. it's great it was, yeah. it was classic uh you know yeah i thought i thought i thought monologue yeah. jock stuff i think they did a good i think they did a good job with with all that stuff i i, I appreciated all of it i liked um I, I like the actor who plays Lynn, who plays, this is his first appearance in, in the series. He'll, he'll be in the show for, I think, the next remainder of the season. Uh, played so by- is that supposed to be like the alpha male sort of like? Yeah. I, I, as I recall, something does eventually happen with the girlfriend as well. Yeah. She's, she's God, she, a good actress. Um, she's familiar. I've never seen her before. No, I mean, uh, I remember her in the yeah, series. Yeah. She shows up in, in a couple episodes. She hits on Ben. Um, but yeah, Lynn played by, I believe it's Dash Mihawk. Mihawk, I believe is how you say his last name. I don't know. But uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff that I've seen him in. Yeah, he was great um, in this episode. He was really great. Uh, he sends Ben down a whole storyline where Ben starts to get, uh, starts gambling to make money and blah, blah, blah. There's bad stuff that happens in there. But it's, it's, he's a great character. They've got a really interesting alpha male energy, which doesn't feel too sort of bro-y, mm-hmm. which I think is, they do a good job in in that respect um yeah i mean i think that they I, I think that overall the episode is fine like it's not it's not one of the best ones but uh but it pushes the ball down the field a little bit and it certainly didn't make me want to continue watching this season well, it's right a now. although that this is the one that you want. i i am actually i so do i go back and watch the pilot at least just to i would go get- back to watch the pilot because i think the pilot if nothing else like even if you don't ever watch another episode of felicity i think right. that the pilot really sort of hones in on what's great about the show why people continue to watch the show you know the the, the problem and with i can episode, invoice you for that as well you can absolutely invoice me for that <laughs> but i'll say this uh i do think that this episode and it's a shame that like aaron saw this one first <laughs> because yeah. like there are episodes and, and this, i'm sure you've you know you've watched enough television to know that you just have filler episodes right you have an episode where you're just like we got to make one and everyone needs to fucking go on a journey this week. So 
this week Noel's brother comes to town and eats gay. Well, it like, was obviously a, the episode that they had to write off Javier as well, so they kind of centered exactly. it around him. And right. again, it was like if that was the idea, then they didn't do a very good job of writing him off the show. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> but it is it is kind of what yeah. it is. I also wanted to say just one quick thing about the this made me realize the font thing that we were talking about. In the pilot, Noel is wearing a shirt that says bad kerning. And the uh, font is too close together. That's like, great. That's a joke for ten people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of stuff, I think, is is why the show, I think, stands out. I think that you know, I, as as we continue down this road of this miniseries, I keep asking myself why I think the show is special, and I think one of the big reasons is that it's willing to be a little bit weird and a little bit messy, um, in a way that a WB show wasn't really allowed to be back then. So. Let respect. me ask you, let me ask you this. Sorry, mm-hmm. I know you're trying to wrap it up, but I, I meant to ask, at what stage, so, so like there's no interaction between Ben and Noel in this episode. Where are they at right now to, as two people together? Do they not yeah. like each other right now? They, they, don't really, really, they don't really, because they're not really fighting over Felicity at this point. They're not really fighting over Felicity at this point. There's a moment, so just to give you a sense of, uh, when they're doing their finals, which is, uh, in the early half of the season. So the stuff that was airing in 1998, mm-hmm. there's an episode called finally, which is all them doing their finals. And Felicity is helping Ben study for his finals. And Noel is given some like, um, like some smart powder. And in it, there are beets and he's allergic to beets. And he starts having this sort of manic allergic reaction. And is and is using that as a way to get back at, Felicity for helping Ben. Like it's the first episode where you're right. starting to see like these three people bump up against each other. But then uh-huh. at the end of the episode, they kind of get over it. Like Ben and Noel, as as much friction as there is, they kind of don't ever really come to a head. I mean, I guess it does deeper in series, but not really. Kind of seems like a wasted opportunity, isn't it? Although but, then they be, both become pretty unlikable. Yeah, but, but I guess you know, what I remember that's Noel's- the strength of the show. Noel's best qualities, though, were certainly not like at all revealed in this show. Because I do remember him no. being like the funny guy, and there was like he was not funny at all through it. Like there was, no. I don't think he had a, a single joke written in this episode. So. No, and that's part of the. Pr- it's it's a serious Noel episode. Uh, generally, he's he's funny and he's silly and he's goofy and he's dorky. Like that's kind of the ways he he you know it's it's so funny because I think that had Noel been cast in the way that I imagined they wanted to cast him, which was the ducky role, right? Which is like, he's the good guy, but he's kind of a dork and he's not that good looking and she's never going to end up with him. But because they cast Scott Foley, who was supposed to be Ben up until about three days before shooting the pilot, wow. they then found Scott Speedman and they were like, he's Ben. Will you be Noel? So what you have is this like, you know, attractive sort of, you know, a, a big guy, a, a sports, he looks athletic. He looks, he's a good looking guy. It gives Noel this legitimacy, quote unquote, in a way that I don't think he would have had, had he been cast as someone a little bit more beta, I guess mm-hmm. is sort of the way of putting it. So I think it's just, I just, I just think that fate worked kind of weird ways in the casting of this show to allow for the dynamic of this love triangle to exist in a way that I don't think it would have otherwise. Anyway, um, Thank you for being on here, Jan. This is great. Um, I can't believe 20 years later, we're still talking about Felicity. (laughs) 
Well, this might be the only time you and I have talked about Felicity in 20 years, but oh, I certainly it's... have talked about it a lot with other people. Uh, all right. F- fair enough. But I also just want to say, um, I-, I think I might want to do a bonus episode with you about the soundtrack to Felicity that was released in 1999, if you'd be interested in doing that at a later date, just because well, I think- there's But how would that even be possible? Because you said that it's all been removed from the show. No, I mean the, the actual physical soundtrack that was released in 1999, like the, the, the songs that are on there. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. Okay. Um, there's a lot of garbage on there, and there's some good stuff. And there's I some think really it'll good be stuff. Fun. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, I want to do a bonus episode with you about that. We'll do that uh, at another time. But um, thank you so much for being here, Jan. Thank you for having me and for making me... Uh, watch Felicity. Uh, watch Felicity. Yeah. It, make me watch the worst episode of Felicity. Probably it's season. not the worst. Believe me, it is not okay. the worst. But okay. uh, but I'd I, love to, if, you, if you do watch the pilot, I'd love to hear what Aaron thinks of the pilot. I'm going to watch the pilot with Aaron, and then I'm yeah. also going to start listening to your episodes so that I can get uh, caught up on what was happening. Okay. Thank Although you Although it'll probably much. be quicker just to watch the episodes. So. All right. Um, well, thank you for being here. Okay. Thanks a lot. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.